Welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam. My name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is sobdchat at gmail.com, my personal Instagram, Fatima underscore farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Beauty Chat podcast. So where should we start? (laughs) Um, I guess I'll start by saying thank you to those who are faithful listeners to my podcast. Um, I noticed that even when I am not posting up here actively that you are you all are still listening, which makes me really happy. Like every time I go and look at my stats and things, I see that you all are still streaming the episodes. You're still listening to my meditations, which I love. Thank you so much. Um, I also want to mention, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this here on the podcast, um, because it's something that I, I've been working on for a while, but I guess I, I, maybe I just haven't spoken about here yet. Um, but the thing that I want to share is that I actually have a YouTube channel dedicated to my meditations. Um, I have meditations posted on an app called Insight Timer as well. I recognize that not everyone has that app or not everyone is interested in downloading that app. So I also put my meditations on YouTube because most likely everybody has YouTube at this point. Um, So if you're interested in listening to my meditations, they are ad free, by the way. Uh, Soul Beauty Chat meditations on YouTube. Um, Completely ad-free. You can listen to them as much as you want. Um, But if you want to support my work, my meditations, you can always feel free to donate and all of the information is listed down in the description of this podcast if you would like to do that. All right. So uh, I want to kind of update you all on a few things as far as where I've been. Not so much physically because not really doing a life update, but more so from like a mental, emotional, spiritual place where I've been. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot because I have this constant kind of tug, push and pull type relationship when it comes to content. And I've talked about that in the past. I've talked about, you know, my ebbs and flows of creating content and There's a part of me that has total acceptance in that, but then there's also parts of me that, um, I guess because of society or it's like, honestly, it's usually my internal dialogue where I'm like telling myself, um, that I need to be creating, I need to be creating something and sharing something and talking about my experiences. And one of my really good friends and I, she creates content as well. And we were talk we talk about this all the time of just, 
how when we're going through things in real time, when we're processing things in real time, it's really difficult for us to show up on a platform and express that. But there's some people who do that really well. Like I can think of a few creators, content creators, influencers, whatever you want to call them, that can very easily like in real time process what they are going through. And I noticed that for myself, that is not something that I feel comfortable doing. I've tried to do it before. I've done it a few times in the past. And I think when I was in an earlier stage of my content creation and even like healing and building my relationship with God, when I didn't necessarily have the tools and the groundwork laid, I did use YouTube as a sense of uh, therapy in a way, if I'm being honest. Um, I remember I had this series on my YouTube channel called, uh, wash day diaries. And that was really when it started for me, when I started to kind of shift from talking about, um, hair and beauty and physical beauty. And I really kind of pivoted into talking about like mental health and soul care and all the things that are happening on the inside. And I remember, you know, one video in particular, I was wash day diary. So I'm literally, it's literally wash day. I've washed my hair. I'm twisting my hair and I'm kind of sharing the products that I'm using, but I'm talking about the topic about therapy. That was the one that really like set it off for me. Um, Let me know if you remember that episode. If you're listening on Spotify, you can actually um, reply to podcast now. So that's pretty cool. You can actually leave a reply. But if you're listening to this um, via my uh, newsletter, you can also comment there. You can just send me a DM on Instagram. That's fine too. Um, But yeah, I, I remember that. And I remember that being like a pivotal moment where I was like, wow, okay, this is actually very therapeutic. And I'm able to kind of reflect and digest and, and process things. Um, And now whenever I tried to do that, it's like I hit a wall. It's like I hit this wall of feeling uncomfortable doing it, feeling like, you know, I start thinking about other people's opinion and how if I'm putting it out there for people to engage with, that means it's it's open ground. You can judge, you can share advice, you can share your story. And I, in just all total honesty, I'm not a person that really does that in my real life, right? Like when I'm going through something, there's not, I'm not the person that picks up the phone and calls everybody for an opinion. I'm not the person that um, says, Hey, what do you think about this? Or I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Or I'm going through this thing. Can I talk to you about it? It's so rare that I do that. And that's not a flex by the way, because I recognize that we need people and, um, it's actually a challenge for me. Like it's something that I have to work through and be very intentional about. But the point that I'm trying to make is that, um, it's very select few people that I do that with in my real life. Therefore sharing that those types of things on a public platform is so difficult. So how does that bring us to today? That brings us to today because I want to bring you in a little bit. I want to bring you into where I've been on the inside, you know, mental, physical, emotional, and um, spiritual, most importantly. And where I've really been is honestly in a deep place of refilling, a deep place of restoration, um, a deep place of healing. And although that process, that journey those things never really end. It's always ongoing. But something that I'm realizing is the importance of the maintenance, right? Like sometimes we think of 
healing and soul care, self-care, whatever you want to call it as this big thing that I have to do. Like it's when you get the massage or it's when you um, go on the five day retreat or it's when you like have this intense breakthrough and it's like all those things are definitely a part of it, right? However, there's a side of this that is just simply maintenance, right? And maintenance for me looks like you know, the massage, the bubble bath, right? That's the physical stuff, right? The way I like to think of it is, is I kind of put it into categories and I keep saying, I'm going to talk about this. So let me know if this is something you are interested in. I haven't figured out how I want to express it, but I break up my life and my goals and my, um, focuses the the way that I focus in on different things that I'm trying to accomplish into five areas. So physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial. So those five areas, those five pillars are really like the groundwork for honestly everything that I do. Like I noticed that even in uh, my nonprofit organization, SoBD Outreach, those are also the five areas that we focus on um, because they just to me, it just makes sense, right? Those are five areas, mental, emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual that really allow me to ground into what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. So when I think about my self-care in the physical sense, it and from a maintenance perspective, not from like an overhaul, not from like an emergency, like this is just maintenance. These are daily, weekly, monthly things that I do, maybe even quarterly things that I do for myself. So massages, um, giving myself a facial, painting my nails, doing my hair, um, exercising, taking walks, right? Taking walks is kind of, it overlaps. It's not just physical. Um, those are some of the physical things, right? And then we have financial things. And I'm not going to go into all of those right now. But like I said, if you want to hear about that in detail, let me know. And I will make a episode dedicated to that. But right now, the area that I have really been pouring into is the spiritual part um, very deeply. And one of those things for me has been really focusing on this idea of daily refills, daily refills, right? Um, I'll never forget when I went to the Blooming All Over retreat in 2021 with Danielle Lyles Burton. Um, if you're not familiar, go and check out our podcast. We have an episode um, that you can listen to to learn all about that. But I remember on the first day she did this demonstration where she had these different jars and cups and she, and it had a tray underneath them and she was pouring the water to symbolize like, you know, this water is filling up your cup. And then once your cup gets to the brim, you're full. And once your cup gets past the brim, now you're overflowing. And she was speaking of the importance of how we should be intentional about pouring into others from that overflow, right? And I'm sure we've all heard that before. Like it's not a new analogy, but the visual is what sticks in my mind. The visual is what I think about quite often where I'm like, okay, Fatima, are you pouring into people and your cup is empty? Are you pouring in people and you have like a little tiny bit left? Are you pouring into people when your cup is halfway full? Are you pouring into people when your cup is at the brim? Are you pouring into people from what's overflown? was overflown in that tray and now you're pouring that into others and once you pour 
and maybe your cup goes down a little bit, then you stop and you go back and re- you refill yourself and you don't pour out until you have again refilled yourself to the point of overflow, right? That visual sticks with me because this current season that I've been in in life, um, I have not been pouring from the overflow. I have been pouring from um, maybe the quarter full cup, halfway full cup, maybe even sometimes 75% full cup. But that overflow, I'm recognizing that I have not felt in quite a while. Um, I would probably say since moving, so probably like sometime in January. It's now March. (laughs) Um, So in me recognizing that, I said, okay, Fatima, we have to get back to those things that are going to allow us to um, replenish, right? And yes, it is the big things, right? So taking days off of work or um, taking going on a retreat of some sort. It is those things. But sometimes life doesn't allow us to do those things. Sometimes life only allows for us to have like micro doses of refills, right? And I want to share one in particular that has really been lighting me up and one has that has really been refilling me. And that is play. Play. You may be thinking, what? What are you talking about? Play. The act of play. I've already talked about rest, right? We've talked about rest in the past. I have so many episodes about different self-care practices. And I think I may have touched on play as well, but I want to talk about what it looks like right now for me. So if you think about play, you think about kids usually. That's what I think of. I think about children when I think about play because children are the best example of what being playful means, right? Like if you think about children, I immediately think of laughter and joy and just like silliness and giggles and smiles and bubbles. Like (laughs) I think about all these very lighthearted things, right? And unfortunately, adulting can be a lot for a lot of us. And it can suck the playfulness out of us sometimes. It can feel so heavy at times that we forget about play. And one of my intentions lately has been to just experience as much childlike wonder and playfulness as possible. So what that has looked like for me is being intentional about connecting with God in ways that may not be the typical sit down, pray, worship. Um, it, it has shown up in me spending time in nature more often, right? Because that is a way that I love to commune with God being in nature. And I believe I've talked about prayer walks in the past and, you know, it doesn't have to be this big spiritual thing. Like this big detailed thing is literally just being outside, immersing yourself in as much nature as possible and praying as you're doing it. So talk. you can pray out loud, maybe with headphones. <laughs> so it looks like you're on the phone or you could um, pray silently. Um, I've done both. Right. You can also pray without the headphones. Hey, if you want to pray out loud and and dive in in that way, I don't think there's anything wrong with that to be honest. Um, but I personally have done it where I typically am praying in my head or it's like very softly, almost like a mumble. 
And that is a way that feels playful to me, right? Because as I'm walking, I'm noticing the flowers. I'm noticing the dandelions. I'm noticing the trees, the birds. I'm noticing the sounds of the water. Like it's very mindful. It's a very mindful practice. Um, I'm noticing how my body feels. I'm noticing how grateful I am for the sunshine. Like it's a very intentional thing. It's not something where you just go outside and you just walk because you can do that. And your mind could be filled with what you need to do later. It could be filled with, you know, distractions around you, cars, people. And you may not really be able to experience God deeply if you're distracted in that way. But if you go into the walk and you're, you're, being so intentional to explore, right? If you think about wander, like as a kid, I used to do this all the time as a kid, you could just get lost in the smallest things. Like if you looked at a plant or a bug or the clouds, like it felt like so much time was going by as a kid when you were doing those simple things, when I was doing those simple things. So it's been my intention recently to reconnect with that. And nature has been so grounding and supportive in me experiencing that. So I've been spending a lot of time at the park, various parks, um, a lot of time walking, which has been really nice. I love taking long, long walks. I remember when I lived in California, I used to, this was like during quarantine, I used to um, take like two hour walks every morning um, and it was just beautiful. And, um, yeah, a part of me wants to get back into that. I don't necessarily have the luxury of two hour walks, (laughs) but at least not in the morning, but maybe I have, you know, a two hour walk like three times a week, you know? So, so yeah, so that is one of the things that I have been doing and really enjoying. And, uh, it's just been so beautiful. So I encourage you to consider what does play look like for you? Um, One of the groups that I'm a part of, um, I went to last Monday and it's so interesting because we actually focused on like what, what we would tell our younger selves. We had to like submit a photo of us when we were younger and the photo that I chose, not knowing what the task would be, was a photo of me when I was about eight or nine and I was in North Carolina at my grandmother's house and it's so funny because my outfit was giving very much um, 2000s. Like I had on like a, a wife beater. I hate that that's what they're called, but a white tank top <laughs> um, and some capris, like some blue and white, like striped capri pants, and like a white headband. It was bad. It was pretty bad. But I mean, at the time, you know, it probably was a look. Um, and it, I just looked like. I was outside in the backyard with my sister and I just looked like I had a day of just running around the house, running, well, not around the house because my grandmother didn't play that, but running around the backyard, running around the neighborhood, like just outside, you know, like I know we joke and say like, I'm outside, but like as a kid, we really were outside, like out in nature, out in the world, exploring and communing with God and I don't even think I realized it until I saw that picture and I was like wow like I want to tap back into that that energy right there where it's like I probably was sweaty and hungry and thirsty like who knows the last time I had water like when you're a kid though you're just so deep in play that you don't even think about those things you know so yeah that is the energy I am leaning into 
cultivating more of, you know, still have to drink my water, have to be hydrated, you know, I'm not trying to live that life. But, you know, the energy and the essence of eight year old me who was just so playful and explore, explored the world and had this curiosity um, that has been really nurturing for me lately. Another thing that has been really beautiful um, is just sitting with this idea of how I can incorporate more play into my life as an adult. So of course, nature is one of those things. But going back to things that um, I really enjoyed as a kid, or even that I just enjoyed as a younger version of who I am today, right? Um, Back in 2021, or yeah, 2021, I actually started a skating journey, like roller skating. And I loved it. It brought me so much joy. It was literally every morning I would get up, go to the tennis court and practice. And I taught myself how to skate. I taught myself like how to skate backwards, how to skate in a circle, like all these different things. And yesterday I was actually at the park that I used to go to all the time to skate. And I was just like, wow, like it's been almost two years since I've skated. Um, And like, that's something that truly used to bring me so much joy like I remember that time in my life I was so full of joy and physically I felt really good too like in my body I felt um strong you know because skating although it looks very fun and playful like it is a sport (laughs) like it requires leg strength and core strength and also like something about knowing that I could fall and getting over that fear because I was so afraid in the beginning of my skating journey I was so afraid I was like wow, I'm so scared. I'm going to fall. I'm going to hurt myself. And getting over that fear and getting to the point where I felt comfortable was huge. I'll share a um, clip. I'll share some photos or videos of me in my skating journey just to see the progress. You know, I'll probably post it on Instagram too, because it was just like, I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, I really can't wait to get back to that. Um, Things like painting, right? Like I've been um, painting more, just sitting no agenda, no guide, no video to follow along, nothing to finish, just picking up paint and just painting, drawing, doodling, dancing. Um, And one of the things that I have been really enjoying lately is shopping and shopping in particular for vintage items. Back in the day, I had a blog called Sewing Stardom. (laughs) If you know, you know, okay. And your girl was thrifty. Your girl was a vintage queen, okay. I was a vintage girly. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And that bought me so much joy. It was so playful. It was so creative. It was so colorful. And lately, I've been dipping back into that where I've been shopping and going to thrift stores and finding unique pieces and interesting items. And just even though in my brain, I will tell myself, I don't even dress like that anymore. Like, should I get this? And I'm like, this is bringing me joy in this moment. And then I'll take it home and I'll start playing with different outfits. And I noticed that just from buying like one item, I bought this really cute bag, this vintage bag that when I was like 20, 21, I would have lost my mind when I saw this bag. Like, Oh my God, I gotta have it. It's so cute. And I remember I walked past it in the store and I was like, oh, my God, I like this. But like, am I going to wear it? I don't like what would I wear with this? I don't even dress like this anymore. And I decided to buy it. 
And that evening I went out with a friend. We went to this um, like jazz, live jazz music thing. It was such a vibe. And I just felt inspired by this bag. So I put on this super cute outfit, like this leather coat. It was cold that day, which was like two weeks ago, which is weird. But I put on this long like trench leather coat, shoulder pads, gold details, like fully committed to the vintage look. And I really was nervous to wear this outfit. And it was just like, wow, Fatima, like back in the day, you would have put this on and not thought twice about it. You would have just been like, this is it. This is the look. It's fire. You would have loved it. But I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, what do I wear? Do I wear this? Do I wear that? Like the mental debate that I was going through of if I should wear this outfit was so interesting to me. But once I put it on and I committed to it, I said, "Okay, I, you know what? I'm aware of this. I'm going to explore. I'm going to be I'm going to allow my creativity to just run with this one. I wore it and I I felt so good wearing it. It's not to say I felt completely comfortable in the outfit, but I felt good. I felt like I had reactivated this part of myself that I hadn't seen in a while that I hadn't hung out with in a while, you know, and something about that felt really, really inspiring. So I just wanted to share those things, those different ideas and thoughts that I have been leaning into that have really just been um, allowing me to tap back into my childlike wander exploration and um, enjoying this playful energy. So um, I hope that this episode inspires you. I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And I'm glad that I pushed through um, my feelings about not feeling full and then decided to share from an authentic place. Um, I'm getting back to that space slowly. And um, these are some of the things that are helping me to do so. And um, yeah, I hope that they help you to do the same thing, that these ideas inspire you as well. Um, something else that I want to mention by the time this podcast is out, I will also have a meditation up on my meditation channel that is called Daily Refill. So if you are looking to refill your cup daily and you're like, I need something to kind of add to my toolkit um, to, to really lean into this concept of refilling my cup then head over to my meditation channel, Soul Beauty Chat Meditations, and you can check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day, a beautiful week, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.
Before we get any further into this episode, I want to share with you a resource that I've been using called Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you are seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faithful Counseling may be a great option for you. I'm going to share a few details about this app in case you're interested in checking it out. One of the best things is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line and is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. One of the best things also is that there is a broad range of expertise and faithful counseling's counselors network, which may not be locally available in some areas. However, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your counselor. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, as with traditional therapy. Faithful Counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available for those who need assistance. Faithful Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials that are posted daily, or you can listen to my personal review that I shared a few years ago, I think, maybe like a year or so ago, um, before this collaboration came about, and you can learn about my personal experience. If you're interested in signing up and joining over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of a professional, uh, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Again, if you're interested in taking charge of your mental health, use my link, getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. By using my link, you will get 10% off your first month of sessions. And again, that's getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Back to the episode.